This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Hey, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. I'm telling you, the bowels. Sure. And today, we're under the privilege of our general manager. I've had this idea to make kids more interested in history by giving the presidents nicknames that make them sound like rappers. What do you think? For President's Day? Yes. So our general managers this morning, G-Dub and A-Link... <laughs> For whom President's Day, well, it used to be the, the, the Washington Lincoln's birthdays we celebrated. But then they started giving holidays to other people, so they jammed them together and made President's Day. And, and kids grow up thinking, what are we, like, worshiping Warren Harding today? President's Day. Well, here's, here's the kicker, Joe. They don't study any of the presidents. What? Um, so I read an article about this last night. Surprised I didn't know this. It still is officially Washington's birthday. The holiday was never officially changed. Ah. Everybody, I don't know who had the authority or managed to get us to all call it President's Day, but it's still officially Washington's birthday, Mm. which they started started celebrating while Washington was still president, and he hated it, and everybody hated it. Wow. Not everybody. The people that boosted what ended up being his party really liked it, but he didn't like it. Found it too worshipful? And the opposing party... Uh, which ended up being your Jefferson, Madison, Monroe crowd. They hated it. Yeah, mm. way too worshipful. Yeah, way too. We're, we just, we just like we're we are the founding fathers. We just got together <laughs> and put together a government that was completely. The, the whole point was no kings, and now we're going to take a day off on his birthday and have a parade, and they would all march to his house and uh, kneel before him and everything. How you doing, George? Yeah, nice. I think they had a point. They had a great point. Yeah. Nonetheless, for centuries, we celebrated his birthday, and now it's something called President's Day. Who officially, what does that even mean? Who who names these things? I don't know. Big calendar. That's who. <laughs> They're printed on your calendar. Yeah. So, uh, I, would, I, would, I actually would like to nail this down, because my son claims they've never done learned anything about Abraham Lincoln, for instance. Wow. And, uh, and it's possible they did, and he wasn't paying attention. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is my son. So, uh, you know, sure. Um, Acorn tree. I just exactly. I just heard that Arby's has a new fish and cheddar sandwich, so I'm kind of excited about that. Fish and cheddar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess the idea is for Easter, so Catholics can still go to Arby's. Is uh, this is the theory? Uh, maybe they've been losing a lot of Catholic business on. Uh, I don't during know. the Lent sounds Lenten like, season. Sounds like stunt sandwiching to me, but uh, it made me say Arby's on the air, so the, so they win, I guess. Mm. Um, Seems like a bit of a sturdy cheese to go with fish. I might prefer a have you monster. Had, have you had a beef and cheddar? I have. There, it's very runny. It's been, there's nothing. There's oh, nothing sturdy Arby's, about the cheese. It's a liquid. Yeah. It's a liquid cheese. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was actually but, thinking of a different joint. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll have full team coverage on that later. I'm sure. Liquid cheese. Uh, here, it, it, my one, my one note about the Democratic race because I just saw this poll this morning and I. Lots of interviews with Mayor Pete in the last week and so, because he's either tied for first or is in first, depending on how you want to look at it. He's in fourth in South Carolina and fifth in Nevada. (laughs) So the whole Mayor Pete at the top may go away really, really fast. And Bernie is in first place by a lot in Nevada. So that whole, is it Pete or 
Bernie thing might disappear like this Saturday. So you're saying it's fake-ish? It, well, well, it might be. You never know. did well in the first two states. But what about Bloomberg? Is Bloomberg for real? Does he really want Hillary as his running mate? Ooh. Those and other stories we will kind of gloss over and barely pay attention to today. The second one, uh, uh, surely not. That was a drudge headline over the weekend. And a good one. <laughs> yeah, in terms of getting people You know better than Matt Drudge? Do you? I think it's a little like the... the jackreport.com. Does that get millions of hits? No, it doesn't. I think that's a little like the fish and cheddar sandwich. It might be a stunt headline. Do you have the hat? No, you don't. Um, and we uh, we might be chasing down Mike Lyons to talk about the Taliban-U.S. agreement that gets us out of Afghanistan finally, which would be... Uh, I'd be interested to hear what he thinks about that. I think I know, but I often think I know what he's going to say, and I'm often wrong. That's why it's interesting to talk to them. Absolutely. He's let's, an independent thinker. Let's introduce everybody in the squad on President's Day. As usual, every year, stovepipe hat... Welcome to the show, board operator Michelangelo. Hi this morning, Michael. I'm doing all right. I got to use different glue, though. This beard's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, fiance and I, uh, over the weekend, we went to a wedding expo, which was really informative, and we, believe it or not, won $500. Oh, wow. nice. Congratulations. Yeah. At the wedding expo. Yes. A little raffle action or what? That's exactly what it was. Sounds like a lovely little Saturday. Yeah, what, I know. what do they have at the wedding expo? Yeah, $500 richer, you can't complain. <laughs> no, you can't. What do you have to spend it on or get to well, spend it on? Well, basically what it was, there's a bunch of people that were selling themselves. You know, I'm a photographer and I can make your wedding such and such. Yeah. And you that, already have a photographer, right? I know, so, so I've already got all this st- yeah. all this stuff. So I just was kind of along for the ride. But they had hors d'oeuvres, which were great. Along for the ride fits in with a lot of uh, wedding preparation and yeah. marriage in general. <laughs> the wife wanted to. The shopping for kids stuff and Not everything. Said. Along for the ride really is a pretty no, good it, price. There was, <laughs> it was helpful. And I did get to eat a lot, so that was great. Yeah, there you so go. I got food and I got money, so that was yeah. about as good as well, something like the, yeah. the old wedding expo. Got paid. There yes. is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, as usual on President's Day, I am dressed up as. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant. That's a good one. That's a good one. I've become a big U.S. Grant fan. Yeah, you know, on the short list of my favorite presidents of all time, really only eclipsed by the ones, you know, by the by the major hits. Sure, you know, the exactly. Lincoln, your Washington, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Is your uniform pre-rumpled, or did you do that yourself? No, I was going for authentic. I figured they didn't have mm. a lot of ironing or steaming back in the day, so, yeah, you know, mm. I'm too, nice too busy for that, but I am going full authentic, so I will be getting more drunk throughout the show <laughs> as I really <laughs> wow. just kind of get into wow. character for Ulysses S. Grant. Wow. Wow. That's an unfortunate uh, yeah, stereotype about the man. Mm. The great man. Save the Union. He was high-functioning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he was under a lot of pressure. What's, all right? under, what's under more high-functioning than winning the Civil War? I mean, General Grant drinks because you cry, all right? <laughs> I have a drinking problem. I won the Civil War. What's the problem? Right. Come on now. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, February 17th, known as President's Day, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's uh, inaugurate the proceedings here, precisely according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Daytona International Speedway, we love our country, and it's truly an honor to be with all of you at the great American race. Gentlemen, start your engines. And then they turned them over and turned them down and turned them off because it was raining. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. they're going to have, have the race this afternoon, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, I got delayed a day. Daytona 500? Uh, yeah. It's a big one. We, uh, 
We lived and worked in beautiful Charlotte for a couple of years, and racing could not be bigger in the Carolinas. Bigger than the NFL on a Sunday. And we once had a boss say, the interesting thing about racing is they start the season with their Super Bowl. The Daytona 500. And I mm-hmm. thought to myself, well, that's stupid. <laughs> there's, there's no justifying that. Uh, but it is a big race and yeah. fun if you like the racing. If you've never been to a big NASCAR race, it's uh, you don't you don't know how big it is. You don't know how enormous a deal it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. It's crazy fun. And a very large crowd and a lot of traffic. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. A nice freedom-loving quote of the day. I got some fairly harsh criticism uh, of us and our show, but yeah, we would take it man, uh, you know, in a manly fashion. You might. I might cry. Huh? I might curl into a ball. Lash out. I'll give you the email addresses of these people, and you can let them know what you think of them. I might react the way I did. I got my first You Suck call oh, back, back in was, the day. Back when I was 19 years old. <laughs> I can still remember it. <laughs> I picked up the phone, and they just said, You suck, and hung up. Oh, and I and I, and I and I sat there staring out the window, thinking, "Oh my God, I've made the wrong career choice." I mean, it just devastated me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't that funny? What yeah. a different culture then from now. Yep. <laughs> you know, I was devastated. Like, oh my God, I you, suck. You remember it like it's yesterday. <laughs> I can barely even remember making that call. So. <laughs> Mailbag on the way. Yes. Armstrong and Getty. season about to get underway. There's a lot more spotlight on the whole Houston Astros cheated their way to a World Series thing. And uh, whether they were wearing buzzers under their uniforms last season. Oh my gosh, how deep does it go? Uh, maybe maybe pretty deep. So Cheating we'll cheaters. Talk about that a little bit later. There's a new song out that got a billion plays on Spotify. It's taken over the world. What maybe, the what? maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. It's huge. <clears throat> Michael, do we have the uh, Hail to the Chief music handy? For presidential trivia, I forgot oh, to ask boy. you. You got that? Let's just start right now. Why not? Dad, did you know Chester A. Arthur was nicknamed Elegant Arthur because of his fashion sense? All right. How about that? Now, was, he wasn't the one who, he and his close roommate friend were called uh, Aunt Nancy and Miss Fancy. <laughs> I don't know that. There's... I'm not into outing U.S. presidents. <laughs> I turn it off. <laughs> I turn it off. <laughs> I don't want to hear that song anymore. <laughs> I, that might be God. What president do I know the least about? It might be that one, Chet Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little known about him, nor cared. Yeah. Mailbag. Here's your freedom love and quote of the day from Lord Acton, who wrote this in the history of freedom and Christianity, and was later quoted. Uh, in, uh, oh, what's his name's, uh, The Road to Serfdom? Milton Friedman. The finest opportunity ever given to the world was thrown away because the passion for equality made vain the hope for freedom. Enforced equality is the opposite of freedom. It's a curse. It's a horror. Reject it. You know, this is a very nice idea from Mary Ellen and beautiful Sacramento Cal Unicornia. Michael, can we have the uh, the traditional music for the gentle, the beautiful Japanese art of the haiku? Oh, good Lord. Jack, it's the very stupid art of it. Stupidest art in the world. The five syllables, the seven, the five. The, the 
limitation is what sets the artist free. Yeah, okay. Or something. Mm-hmm. Or makes it dull. This is entitled February Haiku for Jack. Oh, fantastic. Love is in the air, but so is influenza. Wash your filthy hands. Oh. <laughs> that reminds me. Very talk. good. Mary Ellen, very nice. Boy, a heck of an interesting article in the New York Times over the weekend on how China is doing this around their country. Oh, my God. What a crazy situation that is. We'll have to talk about that more doing later. what? Hi- haikus? Lock, locking down these various cities. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just you can't leave your house. And so one family member's allowed to come out every two days. These are people that aren't infected. Mm. And everybody's just locked in their homes. Oh, boy. They had video yesterday on uh, one of the shows of them welding the door shut. I don't know why they had a metal house or whatever. I don't know what kind of thing they were sitting in. But uh, a family that was thought to have the virus or whatever, the government came and welded their door shut so that they can't come out. Gee, I hope there's not a fire. Oh, yeah. They had a woman being punched by a, a government official at the airport because somehow she was on a list of having it and said, no, I don't, I'm going home. And they started wrestling her to the ground and punching her. And it's, oh, and then these office workers, they're just sitting at their cubicles typing like people do, and all of a sudden the government people come in full hazmat covered and just spraying this foamy white spray everywhere while they're just at their keyboards typing. Wow. wow. Well, I know they're really concerned about this because... I've been looking at various health experts around the world's uh, predictions, and it's either going to be quite big or enormous, this this problem. It's already disrupted the global supply chains for business, that sort of thing, but uh, more on that to come. Uh, happy days, writes Larry. So glad local station has real talent, not the crap they try to pass, I'm sorry, the crap you try to pass off as entertainment. Hmm? Good riddance to bad rubbish, dumbass. Thank you for the note, Larry. Um, let's see. Jack and Joe, writes uh, Ed, you finally convinced me that you two are biased. I think you mean biased, Ed. Perhaps you should learn English anyway. And blind, blithering idiots. How can you believe that Bill Barr was actually seriously pushing back on Trump? It was all staged to make Barr look like he, uh, to appear independent. I was unaware of that narrative till this weekend when I heard it uh, repeated oft. That, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. The reason he said that was to give cover. Right. It was a double reverse. And Jack even thought Barr was making a veiled threat that he'd resign if Trump didn't back off. Give me a break. You two need to go back to Iowa, Kansas, or wherever you hicks are from, and leave our great state, California, because you are just too dumb, as you both live in a state you hate. Joe, you're always crapping on the state by calling it Cal Unicornia. Why don't you just effing leave, you whining snowflake? Um... Yes, that's that's a great answer to terrible governance. Yes. Uh, actually, people are by the tens of thousands. Uh, I've chosen not to as yet. P.S., uh, Sean, uh, wake up. You're, uh, you get the next lash. Exciting. Your Clips of the Week is the dumbest, most annoying waste of time on radio ever. I need to switch stations whenever it comes on. I'm surprised you two are not fired just for that lame bit. I mean, let's hear him out a little bit. And then, <laughs> and then, I love this. I love this feeling that the preceding, uh, you know, body of the email was understated. He signs off with former listener who is fed up with your unfunny bias and idiocy. Mm. Okay, thank you for that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I know you're listening today, too, to see if your email is read, so thank, thanks again. Oh, Ed, Ed, I'm sorry you're so angry, man. I hope you get the help or love you need. The whole world is trying to figure out when you get this stuff, are these people trolls, or are they really people that like continue to use a product they hate? I mean, like if I went to a restaurant, <laughs> eat there every day, and this is the worst food I've ever had. See you tomorrow. Throw it at the waiter. Yeah. <laughs> you want to eat this crap? Damn it. <laughs> 
need to give them 20% and then go out the door. Uh, thank you, Ed, though. That was very entertaining. Let's see. Oh, uh, speaking of Cal Unicornia that I, I crap on, according to Ed, this is making the rounds. Now, Friday's San Francisco uh, Twitter sensation was that guy squatting and taking a poo right outside the Civic Center. In a, no, that actually, that was in front of a, build, a business building, I believe. But he's taking a poo in a potted plant as dozens of people walk by. Oh. And he's waving to the camera and the rest of it. And then this is the hot one for today. It is... Um, Right next to the new Civic Center BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit Canopy, market in 7th and San Francisco, it is. it appears to be a solid dozen drug dealers lined up ready to sell you drugs, and you can see the junkies just right around the corner. That's fabulous. That's great. Yep. That's super. Oh, we don't have that much time, do we? None of us do, Joe. Uh, let's see. Only today, really. Right, only this moment. Really? Yeah. Um, more President's Day trivia and uh, catching up on all the news on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Day to you and yours. Yes, we're working for you. My son is off of school. Very excited about that. Um, I have like a tad light coming in this morning. I have Gallup's latest look at what we will and not vote for in a president, which I think is appropriate on President's Day. But first, <sighs> yeah, I'm interested to hear that. First, some presidential trivia. Why not? It's been fascinating so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt was the first president to call his residence in Washington, D.C., the White House. Okay. Prior to his term, it had been called the Executive Mansion or the President's House. Hmm. So he gave it the term the White House. Theodore oh, Rex. Cool whip in it. Fantastic. Uh, how about one more? Isn't this fun? Franklin Pierce gave his 3,319-word inaugural address from memory without the aid of notes. 3,300 words. How long is that in, in time? I don't think anybody can relate to That's the number of words. That's pretty long. <clears throat> That's like a third of one of those gigantic Atlantic articles. That's pretty long. That's long enough. But that just means he's God, got to wrap it up. It just means he's got a really good memory, right? I guess so. That's a better memory than most or, uh, people. How do we know it's like that, a parlor trick. I guess he said it's, um, I guess he probably said it's memory as opposed to rambling, you know, contemporaneously, extemporaneously. Um, uh, approximately 20 minutes of speaking time for 3,000 words. That's not that bad. According to Sean's words per minute calculator that he carries around with him. <laughs> could you memorize a 20-minute speech? I, no. I mean, I couldn't. Well, I th- you're supposed to memorize your TED Talk. It would take a long time. They require that. Um, I, I could, I could like, memorize the, the, the general outlines of the thing. Specific wording? Probably not. No. There you go. I, I wouldn't want to. You couldn't make me. So Harvey Weinstein's case, so we'll hit you with the latest on that. It uh, wraps up this week, goes to the jury, they think, tomorrow. And a lot of uh, uh, court watchers are saying, <clears throat> don't be shocked if he's acquitted or it's a hung jury. Because yeah. uh, we were sitting in the courtroom the whole time, and 
It's a, not a great case. Are there any other cases waiting in the wings? Yes. He is then headed to Los Angeles, and he's going to face a whole new trial. Okay. Hopefully with a uh, you know, better story behind it to put him in prison. Um, anyway, more on that uh, later and a number of other things. Gallup takes a look uh, every year at our attitudes toward voting for president, and I really only hit you with this because it's President's Day because, uh, swear to God, I'm tired of uh, any conversation about freaking president it's just oh i know i know it's just, it's just so it's just ponderous man and, it's ponderous because the people were way too fixated on the president but this is president's day and it is. Uh, gallup was out with their their questions i usually ask and we'll go through them one by one but there's only one uh they they throw out would you vote for a, a woman would you vote for a catholic would you vote for a this would you vote for a that and there's only one that a majority of people would not vote for the least popular thing you can possibly be and this has been true for many years, socialist. That's mm. the one tag Whoops. that a majority of people do not like. That's funny you should mention that. I don't know if you're following this, but uh, one right. of the leading candidates calls himself a democratic socialist. Right, and some of the people running against him are saying, hey, the dude's a socialist. Yes. Are you aware of that? Um, now, you know, to be fair, they don't include on the list, you know, uh, uh, day drinker, or rapist, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> child, pu- public defecator. <laughs> I mean, they don't they don't have a bunch of other like really unpalatable things. Now but. you could be the mayor of San Francisco as a public defecator, but not the president. <laughs> no, where we are currently, a lot of the stuff you should be happy about. Ninety six percent of people told Gallup they'd vote for somebody who was black. Oh, you know, almost everybody, and of course, and it's been that way for a long time. By the way, it was almost uh, it was mid ninety percent when Barack Obama ran. The whole idea Apparently. that he overcame something I always thought was ridiculous. I mean, he was the first black president, but the, all the polling showed, yeah, I don't have any problem with that. The mm-hmm. right candidate comes along. Right. Same with being a woman, as far as, far as I can tell, and the polling is in the 90s on that, too. I've never met one person, not one in my life, who's ever expressed any uh, hesitance to vote for a woman. Right for president, if, if they well, that's believe why the Hillary they lost, believed. though. So I'm not sure how to square that. That's she why lost Elizabeth, because of misogyny right. in Russia, right? And that's why Elizabeth Warren's struggling. Russian and misogyny. I heard that yeah. over the weekend with a woman, you know, right? So, the sexism. I, I can't help it that the Democratic Party, you, you, a whole bunch of weirdos who think, well, nobody would vote for a woman, so I'm not going to support her. That's just not true. You, yeah. you, what is wrong with you? That's your fault, not mine. Yeah, that's very strange. The party of inclusion thinks the rest of the country is so non-inclusive that they won't uh, put forward a black person, a gay person, or whatever, because they think the rest of the But that's just not true. Look at the polling. Ask your friends. Look around you. Maybe they believe their Twitter feed. I think it makes them feel better to walk around thinking we're such a racist, homophobic, gender, blah, blah, blah country. Makes you feel better. Except but it's just me, not, the, not me. It's just not true is the thing. Yeah, I know. Look I at know. this year Gallup poll. So anyway... Uh, Catholic, why is that even a question? Hispanic, 94% of people would vote for president if somebody was Hispanic. I don't care. Bueno. You're, uh... If you got the right policy... Yeah. God, whatever. I'll vote for you twice. Please. Hispanic, Catholic, gay woman. Bring her on. Uh, goes down a little bit. Oh, and I can I can go back in time here. Gallup gives it through the years. This is kind of interesting. So, practically everybody's fine with voting for a black candidate at this point. Mm-hmm. You go back to 1958, though, and it was only 38%. Mm. Nationwide. There you go. That's worth observing. Well, and that's... You occasionally see a a poll asking people, and I'm not sure what the point of this is, 
uh, other than to annoy me, but uh, has America made uh, progress in racial relations in the last 75 years? And 40%, so 60% say no. You just have no idea what you're talking about and should probably be silent. For women... There's been enormous progress. Voting for a woman for president, slightly over half said they would in 1958. And now, as I said, it's up in the mid-90s. That, uh, over half, that surprises me a little bit. That it was that high? Yeah. I'd have thought it'd be just... Well, anyway. Um, uh, Gay. They didn't even ask that question back in 1958. No, no. Uh, in 1983, it was 29% of people said they would uh, vote for a gay person for president. Okay. It's gone from 29% to 78% now. So that uh, it could hold you back, Mayor Pete. Under 40, 70%. So Mayor Pete, between being gay and being under 40, uh, it's got those numbers against him. Over 70? Over 70. Well, you better get used to it because almost all the candidates are over 70. Uh, 69% of people will vote giggity, will vote for somebody who's over 70. Yeah, good. Well, you, you, got, you don't really have any choices go around. Yeah. So get used to it. Yeah. But going down the list, Muslim. How do you think people feel about Muslims? Obama! Uh, the president. Uh, somewhere in the 30s. Two-thirds of people will vote for a Muslim for president. Really? You think wow. it's... Hmm. Um, they didn't even ask that question going back. They started asking that question in 2015. Atheist is low at 60%. be hard to get elected as an atheist. That has come up quite a bit, though, over the years. In 1958, only 18% of people would have voted for an atheist for president. 18%. That's hmm. nobody. And it's now at 60. And then the number one, uh, or, or, or DFL, depending on how you look at it, thing that people have a problem with, the term socialist. And Bernie's going to have to work on that if he's running, if he ends up being the nominee. Um, only 45% of people say they would vote for a socialist, so a majority oppose the term. I'm it's sorry, I just didn't know. Well, you're about to find out if you get the nomination. Now, um, I, 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 how do you not say that on the d- debate stage Wednesday night, if you're Amy Klobuchar or Mayor Pete? I would. There's a debate Wednesday night, by the way. Um, I would say, look, Gallup did a poll. A majority of people will not vote for somebody who calls himself a socialist. Mm. You know, however you feel about it, that's just a fact. You nominate Bernie, we lose. Why don't they just say that? Well, Amy Kay's coming the closest. Yes. I've nailed down the the gay president thing, by the way. We have had a gay president. Okay. It's clear. He was not openly gay. Right. Although he was darn close. It was not Chet Arthur. George H.W. Bush. He was dead butch, as they'd say on Monty Python. What? George H.W. Bush? No, good Lord, no. No, he was quite famously hetero, Jack. Wasn't Bill Clinton. No, no, indeed. You know, I have the name if you'd just like me to give it to you. (laughs) Uh, We'll tell you more about James Buchanan. Oh, really? Yes. Our gayest president. Well, I don't know that there's a sliding scale. He was was a homosexual man. (laughs) Just why don't you let me handle the presidential <laughs> trivia? Because I don't think you're t- t- taking the proper respect. <laughs> oh boy! And uh, a couple of tidbits about coronavirus before we move on. Okay. So I heard another doctor say this this morning, and it's it's worth mentioning. First of all, there's there's no real reason to think it's any more deadly than the regular flu outside of China. It hasn't been yet. Um, and their healthcare system in China is awful. If you catch it, they will weld your door shut, and you don't get any care. That is an interesting point. 
So what it's like out in the real world, we don't know. But there's no reason yet to think it's more deadly than regular flu. So people freaking out about it. I heard uh, cab drivers unwilling in some big cities to pick up Asians, etc., etc. The regular flu. 26 million people last year got the flu. Of those, a quarter of a million people spent time in the hospital for it. 250,000 Americans were in the hospital because of the flu last Uh year. And then, of course, uh, we've talked about this a lot. The number of people that die vary between 30,000 and 60,000 people every single year. But a quarter of a million people end up in the hospital. You're pretty damn sick if you end up in the hospital. That's not going to happen to you because of the coronavirus. Stay away from your coworker who's got the flu over there. So if you're an Uber driver, don't pick up anyone? Is that your advice then? I have the capacity to be afraid of multiple things at once. So I will just I will continue to be concerned about the coronavirus. I wouldn't pick up a shark in a lightning storm who's been to Asia recently. <laughs> Fair enough. To cover all the uh, things you shouldn't be scared of. Oh, they're pretty sure it came from a pangolin, Jack, not a not a bat. Not a wet bat market? The pangolin. What's a pangolin? It's a, Well, it, I think it was from the the market. It's the a wet beast. bat market. I just love the name of that. Oh, I can't, can't so say gross. that enough. So terrible. I'm going down to the wet bat market. We need anything? You want me to pick you anything up? Eh, give me a little squid. Let me look in the fridge. We're good for wet bats. Oh, <laughs> God, oh, even oh. saying that makes me about chunder. Gross. Anyway, all that good stuff on the way. Our game president. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's President's Day, and behind the scenes, we're spending the entire show wondering why we're here <laughs> and if this is a complete waste of time so no, it's not a complete waste of time i enjoy the presidential trivia every year we got this text which is interesting good morning gentlemen how much the world has changed when i started high school in atlanta georgia in the 60s we didn't celebrate lincoln's birthday but we celebrated jefferson davis's birthday wow did not know that <clears throat> no wonder when that ended old jeff davis President of the Confederacy, for those of you who are not big fans of history. Probably should throw that out there. You know, I uh, I, I can be swayed either direction on, like, statues and parks and names on buildings and stuff like that around some of your Confederate stuff. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> celebrate Jefferson Davis's birthday in school, I'm pretty sure I'm against. Yeah, yeah, that's a little odd. Yeah. This is an interesting country, isn't it? Well, the, the fact that we have the flexibility and freedom to do that, even if you think it's ill-advised or dumb, is is a wonderful thing. Uh, I don't imagine uh, the black folks in that part of the country appreciated it too much, although I've never had a conversation about it. But I'll, I have a feeling I'm right. So uh, James Buchanan, who served one disastrous term as president, yeah, just before Link, he from was right 1972 Link. to 1976, correct. Uh, he uh, certainly did nothing to n- not cause the Civil War. <laughs> he was awful, just a terrible president. In his defense, and this is the only time I'll ever come to Buchanan's defense, he, he had an impossible situation, but he handled it very poorly. Jack, his personal life was also rife with turmoil and controversy. 
You know, I, I must stop. Uh, I was looking at controversy and thinking controversy. Should we in Britain? Should we yeah? start to make sure people know this is going to be exciting? With was this our one gay president? Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah, thanks. Take two because that's where we're going, right? Buchanan's personal life was r- r- rife with turmoil and controversy. In his late twenties, he became engaged to a woman whose wealthy father accused him of gold digging and opposed the marriage. Hmm. Uh, blah, 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 blah. She broke off the engagement after he allegedly Her had father an affair. said to the future president, I ain't saying you're a gold digger. Right. You ain't going with no broke girl. Uh, she then passed away. Her family blamed him, et cetera, et Hashtag cetera. Buchanan body count. Buchanan thereafter remained a confirmed bachelor, the only president who never married, but was at one point linked in the press with Dolly Madison's niece. I don't know anything else about her. Rumor also circulated that Buchanan was... Oh, do you have the uh, the, the, the scary music, Michael? I'll cue you. <laughs> Rumors also circulated that Buchanan was gay. Oh, so you don't actually have it. No, right. I was trying to get it for you. <clears throat> Rumors also circulated that Buchanan was gay. I've got it now. <laughs> Rumors also circulated... <laughs> oh, good Lord. ...that Buchanan was gay. <laughs> Keep that third take in the uh, in the final edit. <laughs> yeah. While a member of Congress, he forged a close personal relationship with William Rufus King, a North Carolina senator. For a time, the two men shared lodgings in Washington and were referred mm. to as Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy. I was about to say that uh, this is just a product of the era. The fact that they live no. together is a little is kind of interesting. Oh, a lot of guys room together. In uh, fact, there's a ridiculous uh, rumor that Lincoln was gay because he slept with other lawyers on the legal circuit, but sharing a bed was extremely common, no, especially on the frontier. Buchanan, on the other hand, the fact who that was he's... known as Miss Nancy... And not married and is sharing lodgings with a dude. And his buddy was known as Aunt Fancy. Because I was going to say, back in that time, a guy who wasn't married, you know, you're an old maid if you're a woman and you're 30 and you weren't married, and a, and a, and a dude, well, you must be gay if you're not married. Whereas now, Sean's, uh, Sean's not married um, and uh, may never get married, and I don't have any reason to think he's gay, not that there's anything wrong with that, mm. just because he's not married. Mm. It's a cultural change. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. Anyway... Served one term, but well, as, went I, home. As I think as the gay community has pointed out on a number of times, it's uh, kind of unlikely statistically that we've not had a gay president, just based on statistics. So, uh, I disagree. Really? Yeah. We've only had 45. I mean, it's, it's, it's slightly, if there had been none, that's one less than one. And one would be, according to the figures I've seen, well, yeah, that'd be a little underrepresented, mm-hmm. but... You know, given the prejudices of uh, folks, whether legitimate or not, depending on your point of view, um, I happen to not have any problem whatsoever with a, a gay whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not much of an underrepresentation. No, I couldn't uh, care at all whether or not the president was gay uh, at this point in my life. How about a fundamentalist Muslim? Because 60-some percent of people said they'd be fine with it. Right. What a, what a serious fundamentalist his wife's got the beekeeper on? You voting for that? Well, it's similar. No. It's similar to burning well, the socialist 98% thing. 98% of Americans say no, including a lot of moderate Muslims. Well, right. But nobody's, it, everybody's afraid to say it. It's, I'll a, say it. it's the same question as the Bernie question. You, you call yourself a socialist. Are you a Sweden socialist or a or Che Guevara socialist? Right. Someone's a Muslim. The question obviously would be, is there you are an Osama bin Laden Muslim or are you like my neighbor down the street? 
Do you believe in the supremacy of the Constitution over right. any religious right. law, for instance? Okay, well, then we're, we're good. Let's go. Let's so, do this. So there's a song that has taken the world by storm. It's got a billion downloads in like a week or something like that. We had to play a little bit of that just so you know what that is. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, coming up in a moment or two, I do want to touch in on the Houston Astros, who, who had a disastrous, by all accounts, press conference last week. An attempt to put the whole, we cheated to a World Series win behind them. Yeah. They made everybody hate them more. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that ain't going away anytime soon. Which is kind of funny. A um, uh, little more on the cor- coronavirus as it spreads across the world and how China is handling it. Oh, my God. The fact that you're not allowed to leave your home all over the country. You just can't go out of your home. You don't go to work. You don't go to the grocery store. Nothing. You're all just stuck in your home. I just wish we could get some accurate statistics about it so that health officials could make reasonable judgments about you know how much caution is warranted. You know, what measures are warranted, but China lies about everything. So it's, it's very difficult to know how bad this thing actually is. They think it's really, really bad. Oh, and Xi has come out and made a bunch of statements because uh, the, the the political tide seems to be turning against him, which might be a good thing. Oh, yeah. This being a disaster for him would be awesome.